blessings in Jesus name I welcome you to this time in God's presence Mahada Bran Tosca Paleano Shata Ela Kubaria Nosca Palenos Ela Kabarakataska Telebahada Beregadoshiata Let Jesus be revealed, O God. Let Jesus be glorified. In the name of Jesus, I welcome you again, Bethel. Thank you. The title of this teaching is the rapture resurrection and the return hmm. god help us to comprehend your word in jesus name amen first reading from matthew 16 verse 3 jesus is speaking here now and he says and in the morning it will be foul weather today for the sky is red and lowering O ye hypocrites ye can discern the face of the sky but can ye not discern the signs of the times hmm. the devil is not hiding anymore He's right there in plain sight. The devil is not hiding anymore. In fact, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 7 says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. This means that the Antichrist has always wanted to reveal himself. But then the Holy Spirit has always held him back from being revealed before his time. If you look at the sequence of events that have taken place in the days of the Bible, you realize that the Antichrist tried to show up in the day of Daniel. He has tried to show up during the time where they were building the Tower of Babel. He has tried to show up so many times, even the time when Adolf Hitler was trying to, you know, like destroy the Jews and um cause a lot of havoc on, on the earth the antichrist has always tried to reveal himself but the holy spirit has always held him back from being revealed before his time so the purpose of this teaching is to open our hearts to receive the full understanding of what the rapture the resurrection and the return of christ is because i realized that so many things that we are taught or so many things that we were taught as children growing up were not very accurate we're not consistent with the pattern of scripture the holy spirit opened my heart or opened my spirit to understand many of these things better and then it is good that we put out a lot of light there because we're in a very sensitive time jesus said in the first scripture i read in matthew chapter 16 verse 3 that ye can read the weather well, you cannot read the times it's funny how <clears throat> our geologists or they call them meteorologists can study the weather and all of that and then the body itself is not even sensitive enough to know what time we're in 
first I'll be expounding some things showing us where the church is at the moment. Um, you see, the Jewish calendar is very prophetic in nature. It's God's calendar for the world. Not the January, February, March, April, you know, that we're used to. Mm -mm. The Jewish calendar is the calendar God uses for events that take place on the earth. If you study their calendar, you see that it's, it's in synchrony with the Word of God and it is in synchrony with many events that take place prophetically. So, there are seven feasts according to the Jewish calendar. And then, out of these seven feasts, four of them have been fulfilled. The first feast is the feast of the Passover. Then the feast of the unleavened bread. Then you have the feast of the first fruits. You have the feast of the Pentecost, the feast of the trumpets, the feast of the atonement, and the feast of the tabernacles. Please just follow me closely because we'll be learning a lot of things. This is not the catch. There's a big catch ahead, but I want you to please follow me because every single part of this teaching is really important. Jesus fulfilled four of these feasts while he was here or during the time when he was able to come here and leave, you know, he was able to fulfill four of these feasts. Now, the feast of the Passover was the first feast I mentioned. You see that the Passover happened during the time of Moses and there was also a Passover during the times of Jesus where he had the Passover dinner with his disciples. We have the feast of the first fruits. I won't be speaking, I could do it like a broad teaching on each of these feasts, but it won't be important in this teaching. So I just want to make reference to where the church is at, the, at this time so that we can understand how important this teaching is. So we have the feast of the first fruits. The feast of the first fruits, you find that in Matthew chapter 27 from verse 51 to 52. Jesus Christ resurrected with the saints. He didn't resurrect alone. The Bible says that a lot of people resurrected with him and then he went to present them before God as the first fruits. Now we have the feast of the unleavened bread. The feast of the unleavened bread happened in Exodus, Exodus rather, chapter 12, verse 14 to 15. Then you have the feast of the Pentecost, where the Holy Spirit came in Acts 16. Now, I mentioned the four feasts that Jesus Christ was able to fulfill. Then you now have the feast of the trumpets. These other classifications are the remaining three that are yet to happen. This is how the Jews or the Jews celebrate the feast of the trumpets. The person that is going to be involved in this celebration is someone who will have to feed well before involving himself in this feast. I'm running so fast because there's a lot to say, you know. The person will have to feast well because the person is going to blow a trumpet. The person is going to blow a trumpet nine times. Sorry, the person is going to climb the mountain nine times and then for each of those times is going to blow the trumpet 11 times. So that makes 99 times. Now, the last trumpet is the hundred one, or is number hundred, and is the longest 
of the trumpet that is going to blow is the longest he's going to blow it for a long a lengthy amount of time you know each of these trumpets or each of these 99 trumpets signifies the voices of god's prophets or god's priests and apostles that he has put here on earth and then they are speaking to people teaching them about the ways of god telling them to you know come to god and all of that now the hundred trumpet is the trumpet we're waiting for the last trumpet that's going to sound that will signal on the saints to join christ and then people are raptured now the feast of the atonement in the feast of the atonement this one symbolizes the time of tribulation you find out in leviticus chapter 23 verse 27 that is the time of tribulation the coming of jesus signals the end of the feast of atonement then for the feast of the tabernacles that's the messianic reign of christ that will last 1000 years now having run through all of these feasts you understand that the church the church age is caught between the last trumpets now so it's possible that we were between trumpet 97 and 100 you know having shown us the location of the church right now now let's talk about the serious things please just pay attention to what i want to say right now the first point i'll be highlighting is that you see heaven was never created for man our notion of heaven is wrong heaven is for god and his angels while earth he gave earth to men he gave earth to men god never created heaven for man you even see at the end of the day where heaven and earth pass, passes away earth is rebirthed Earth is not destroyed. Earth is re you have a new earth born. So, earth is man's domain. The helicopter theory we have that will, the church will escape before the tribulation happens is wrong. Because if the mark of the beast is going to happen and then the beast is enforcing his mark on people, if the wheat, that is the ecclesia, we are the ecclesia, the children of light, are taken out of the earth, then why does the devil have to enforce a mark on his own? Because the ones left behind are the tears. They are going to be damned. You know. The ones left behind are going to be damned. So why will he have to enforce the mark on the people that are left behind? It shows you that something is wrong with the teaching that has been going on. You know, That helicopter theory is very wrong. So I'm going to be running very fast. Holy Spirit, help me. What signals the end? The Bible lets us know that a peace treaty is what will signal the end. A peace agreement. Jesus said, I have come to give you peace. Not like the one that the world offers. If you read Daniel um, chapter 8 verse 25, it says, And through his policy, also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand and he shall magnify himself in his heart and by peace shall he destroy many the antichrist is not going to come like the bad guy he's going to come with a form of peace agreement you can see that right now in the world they're trying to form like peace agreements for the nukes because very soon all the nations will create nuclear warheads and then their aim is definitely israel god's chosen god's elect 
but there's going to be a peace treaty that will be signed between the nations of the earth with Israel where nobody will be able to hurt Israel with their nukes. Now, the Bible says while they are rejoicing, sudden destruction will come. That's why Jesus said, I've come to give peace to you, not like the one the world offers you. The world there, the Antichrist. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3 says, For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. Now, the tribulation period is divided into two halves. You have the first half and the second half. Three and a half years and not three and a half. Some people say seven, some people say seven and a half years, some people say eight, but I think it's seven years, you know. The during that time, the world will get into a collapse, you know, economy wise, everything's gonna be crazy. Things are gonna be hard. There's gonna be famine and all of that. Oh, there's not going to be water. In fact, the plagues God pours upon the head. Oh God. It's going to be very crazy. You look at the book of Revelations, you see the many plagues God poured upon the earth. The reason why he is pouring the plagues on the earth is so that many people will change, but instead, they're going to look God in the face and curse him. The Bible says in those days, there won't be death, you know. Men will go to rocks and beg the rocks to fall upon them. And that won't happen anywhere. So look at what the devil has been doing. He has been simulating the minds of people to prepare them for what is coming ahead. If you look at COVID, for example, the time of COVID, you will see that where they take the temperature of people is the forehead and the hand. It's funny how people didn't take or pay attention to that fact. It's the same place where the mark of the beast will be given to people. So there's a lot already a simulation going on. And, you know, Hollywood, the music you listen to, all these things is never a joke. They are working together to achieve a common goal preparing the minds of people for what is coming if you think that you'll be able to survive those times i pity you i pity you so so much because you could even see the enmity that was created between people who received the vaccine and people who, who didn't there was something that was beginning to happen people who received the vaccine were beginning to dislike people who didn't receive the vaccine they were beginning to feel like they were the cause for the spread of the virus and then just imagine that was the mark of the beast imagine someone who didn't take the mark because she knows what the consequences of that will be and then her child is sick and she cannot buy medicine or drugs for her child <laughs> in those days people are going to be desperately wicked you think the world is wicked now people are going to be very wicked then having received the mark of the beast the Bible even says, on account of the elect, God had to shorten the days so that the elect will not fall. That's how bad those days appear to be. That's how bad those days appear to be. In fact, the Bible says somewhere that I think in Revelations, I cannot remember the chapter, but you see where an angel is going to hit the world with another plague and another angel appears and says hold on do not destroy do not touch the trees the animals or the man or anything god created until the elect are sealed with the seal of god so we are the elect i called us the ecclesia you see that's why i keep shouting consecration consecration in all my teachings because 
one of the things that will make you qualify to be sealed by God in these last days is your level of consecration. You must be consecrated. You must keep your members. You must be in tune with God. It's so important. God will seal his own during that times. Like you see what happened in the Bible days where Goshen had light and Egypt was in darkness. There will be a similitude of some of those things happening. And those who have the glory of God, they'll be they'll be manifest in such a in such a great way. You see, all the miracles Jesus Christ did on earth, he did them as a man. Man as it is now, or man. I'm using man as the example there now, or the prototype. Man will function in the fullest dimension of his capacity. Walking on water, all of those things. A man will be able to do that. You need to know that everything Jesus did here on earth, he did it as a man. And he said, greater things will you do. Jesus, having you know, died and resurrected now, went to assume his position in, in heaven. But everything Jesus did here, he did as a man. Now... Because I'm rushing, I need to say so many things before I go to the major reason why I decided to teach this. The rapture. Before the rapture happens, the Bible says that an abomination of desolation must happen. You find that in Matthew 24, verse 15. That abomination of desolation is where the Antichrist, you know, openly declares himself in the temple that place is said to be the place where jesus christ is going to reign during the messianic you know reign and there's a difference between the thief in the night and the kingly return we mix that up in the church jesus is going to appear first as a thief in the night the bible says at the as a blink of the eye blink your eye now mm -hmm. that's how the rapture will be he's going to remove his own now, that will happen only after the tribulation time. After the tribulation time is complete. Now, that tribulation to me looks like a test again. God is always there testing his people to see if they are genuine. Now, after the rapture, we are taken out of the earth. Jesus Christ is not coming to earth. Mm -mm. He will appear in the sky and then we will join him. The Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise first. That's the resurrection. And then we will join him in the sky and then we will be raptured away. Now, uh, you find the resurrection of the saints in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. Now for the return of Christ. The kingly return. Jesus returns with in all his splendor and all his glory. We are returning with him from heaven. We must have spent some time in heaven. The Bible doesn't let us know exactly how many years that the Antichrist will be left, you know, with the people on earth to suffer. But then we're going to return with Christ at his time. And when we return, we're going to return Jesus with all of his glory. There's going to be abundance and plenty. And ah, the whole world will be merriness. If there's any word like that, there's going to be abundance. Now just imagine. What well, hundred years of plenty is hundred years old is enough for you to forget about all the pains and sorrows. Now compare that to a thousand years. Hmm. Now this is the catch. This is where I'm going to. Now, if you're with your Bible, just open to Revelation chapter twenty. I'm going to read very fast from verse one. It says, "And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and the great chain in his hand." 
and was cast into the bottomless pit in a thousand years and was cast into the bottomless pit. Received the mark of the beast. So those people received the mark of the beast and all of that that was going on on the earth. And then the Bible says, Blessed in verse 6, blessed and holy is the one, is he that had part in the first resurrection. On such, the second they had no power, but they shall be priests of God of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Now jump to verse 7. We have come back to earth with Christ and we are reigning on we are reigning on earth with Christ. Those people have been removed from earth. We are reigning with Christ now for a thousand years. The devil has been locked up in a pit. There's something happened. God said they should release Satan again. Now this is something that made me say no, I have to teach this. In fact, God put it on my heart to teach this. That there's something wrong with how we teach the gospel of salvation is not just about just coming out and saying oh i give my life to christ because it looks like you're going to need that salvation you're going to need that understanding of your relationship with god even after the 1000 years because that is when judgment happens now the idea we have of judgment that once you die it happens mm -mm. that's not what happens People who die now are in a state of rest in the underworld. They will resurrect when Christ appears during the rapture, after the tribulation, and then we'll join him in the sky. We'll go to heaven. Then we'll come back and reign with Christ for a thousand years. Now, the Bible is saying in verse 7 that a thousand years expired, and Satan was loosed out of his prison, and he went out to deceive the nations. Ha! The Bible says he went in verse 9, breath, he went to the breadth and the length of the earth and he gathered saints. These are people that have stayed with Jesus in heaven and come to earth and stayed with Jesus for another 1,000 years old. Higher. And it says that the devil gathered them like the sand of the sea. You see that in verse 8. And they gathered together with the devil to fight God. These are people that were with Jesus. These are people that said, I give my life to Christ. That was the reason why they were even able to rapture with Jesus. But now, they are being deceived by the devil again. Now, this is something crucial that we should teach the body. That this knowledge you have of Jesus, you must hold on to it. Because this corny man called the devil, he will always come with his deception. What did he say to these people who have seen heaven, who have tasted of the goodness of God for a thousand years with Christ? What did he say to them that made them to join team with him to fight God? Hmm. Verse 10, he says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the, where the beast and the false prophet are. You can take time to read that scripture or read this chapter again. that the devil gathered saints, he gathered them up, he deceived them and he made them to come and fight the Jesus that they, <laughs> that they spent all their lives on and loving, that's why, that's why they were able to even rapture with him. Now let's go to verse 11, it now says, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them 
and I saw the dead, small and great stand before the before God, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things. Can you see what I'm saying? That the judgment doesn't happen until the messianic reign is over. There are just so many details that we need to know on the body. People don't even know so many things in the body of Christ. And I just feel like that is so, so out of place. God doesn't dwell in heaven. God and his angels. In fact, God doesn't dwell in heaven. God does not. God cannot dwell in his creation. He created heaven. He can't dwell in it. Heaven is too small for God. God, heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. So, according to this scripture now, verse 11. When you are appearing before the um, great white throne of judgment, you are condemned already. This great white throne of judgment is for people who live their lives wrong. Anyway, you have to give an account of your life regardless. So you see somewhere here, the Bible says that the sea gave them up in verse 13. The sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged, every man according to their works. Can you see that? That these were people who lived wrong lives. So now, there are another set of people, there's another set of people who will now stand before the judgment seat of Christ, where the book of life will be opened, and then they will now give an account of their lives. Here, their works will be tested to see whether it will burn away like wood, wood rather, or whether it will shine like gold. Now, having run through all of this very quickly, I want you to just cross-examine your life and ask yourself if you're living right for God. Because we're entering into the time of tribulation. We are entering into the time of tribulation as the body of Christ. And then you need to be prepared. You need to consecrate yourself so that you can get the seal from God. I'll read one last scripture as I conclude. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. It now says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus. I'll say a big amen there for you. A big amen there for you. God can preserve you. But play your part so that you won't be left out. God bless you, Bethel. God bless you. Amen.